Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello, unicorn. Oh my god, I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode. This took several months to organize, and I'm so glad that I finally got to have the old gaze on the podcast. Um, Heads up, I did have some audio issues in this episode, so my audio is a bit wonky. Just live with it. The content is so worth it. Enjoy this episode, and uh, love these old men. You gotta go follow them if you haven't already. Hello, my unicorns. Welcome Hi. back. <laughs> Y'all already hear the laughter in the background, so you know what's up. Today I have some amazing special guests that I'm thrilled to introduce you to. Um, we've been working on trying to get this episode together for the last couple months, and I'm so, so, so excited that we get to give it to you as a gift at the end of of Pride Month, but y'all know Pride is a year-round thing, so here we go. Today, I have with me the four incredible men behind the old gays. You've seen them on Instagram and TikTok and all the other places, so welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, old gays. Thank you. Thank you. All right, before we dive in, would you just each introduce your um, yourself with your name so that those who are listening can hear your voice and your name? Hi, family. I'm Jesse. And I'm Bill. And I'm Robert. And last, I'm Nick. Nick as in Jagger. All right. <laughs> All right, old gays. Y'all are... First of all, you're very inspiring, and I so love seeing you on Instagram. You all look like you are just having the time of your life everywhere. You were on a cruise recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three of them. I missed it because I was sick. Oh, fuck. Did you <laughs> Did you do anything fun at home? He was sick. No. <laughs> he was sick. The whole damn time. Three weeks. Most of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, we were just gone on the cruise for one week. Yeah, oh, one we, week. Just, okay. we were on a week. Yeah, it was through, through the Mexican Riviera on a new on the new Princess Discovery. Yes. Oh, fine. All right, tell me about it. I'm curious. What did y'all do on there? It was yummy. The beds were soft. The balconies were fabulous. The food was fabulous. And we met a lot of other uh, influencers. And it was just a fun time. And I, I think the greatest thing was walking into the room and seeing a bottle of iced Verve Clicquot with chocolate chip, chocolate dipped strawberries. I mean, that was a very nice welcome. Oh, my gosh. Plus, we were on the ship and we could do anything we wanted. And our folio was zeroed out every night. Oh, my goodness. How incredible. Yeah. It's a, I didn't even know that. It's a wonderful <laughs> ship, and um, it's it's big. It's I guess the largest in the uh, Princess Cruise line. It's their newest. It's called the Discovery, and uh, uh, we filmed a couple of TikToks, and uh, but most of all, we just enjoyed ourselves, um, and we just hung out with other TikTok influencers. And we had excursions at all three ports. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so obviously with a plug like that, they're taking you out again. Robert, don't get sick this time. Build those ships. (laughs) (laughs) It was really one of the softest beds I've ever slept in. I just melted down into it every night. Oh my god, I love it. Alone. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say? I said alone. Oh, oh. see when you when y'all were talking, you said the balconies, the beds, mm-hmm. the bottles. Mm-hmm. I thought the next B was going to be boys, but no. Uh, no, right. well, there was there was a fine man, but yeah, that was wonderful. Oh my gosh, love it! Thanks for the tea. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought they had all come back married, but nothing. Nothing. Oh, shit. Again, there's another cruise. The next one everyone gets married on. Yeah, but they did have a bar every night designated for the LGBT people on the boat. Very cool. Very cool. All, all, all um, six of us. So you know, <laughs> there, was, there was more than that. So. Okay, okay, eight. <laughs> all eight. Excellent. Yeah, you know that 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 trip to the Mexican Riviera is actually infamous uh, at Halloween because that's where a lot of the boys from San Francisco will take over uh, that uh, the ship. And um, party all the way down to Puerto Vallarta and back. Sounds like a good time. It was. It's just what we needed. It really was. Amazing. Oh, Charlie, we need the rest. <laughs> I know you all are so, you're, you look so busy anyway online. I don't know. We are. Yeah. We actually really are. Yeah. Tell me about I'm I'm honestly genuinely curious how did you all start the old gays and and why It it was just an accidental organic process that happened over the period of, of several months uh, uh, I knew Bill Bill moved to the desert, Mick moved into the house, Jesse moved into the neighborhood, and we ended up uh, all getting together for festive occasions. And, and then um, what happened was is, is Bob had rented a, a room out here at the house to a friend named John Bates. And John, um, what is like half our age, and uh, he started hanging out with what he referred to as the old farts. And uh, he had, had met up with a boyfriend who had come out here from uh, Los Angeles. His name is Ryan Itzak. And Ryan was a videographer. He did the documentaries and things like that. And, and sort of the process kind of began with the uh, realizations that the you know, the older generations of gay LGBT, older generation of queer folk do not speak to the younger generation of yeah. queer folk and vice versa. And that was sad and that we could learn from each other. And so it sort of, uh, Ryan was uh, working at a, at, a, uh, at, a, at a place called Grinder. And uh, after having done some test things on our own, he, he, he presented it as a project to Grindr uh, to, uh, for, for the old days, which had already been formed, to have a new venue. And so we did some stuff with Grindr, and then we moved on to TikTok. And that's when things really took off. Yeah. Gr- Grindr is where I first saw you all. That was a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, no, they were all on YouTube. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Early stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the early stuff in very long format. And uh, so you know, now we're moving with the kids. Uh, we have about a one minute attention. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, if that. More like ten seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. You got to get the message across fast now. <laughs> you do. You do. Yeah, and um, I I love what you pointed out about how the d- different generations of of queers tend to. I mean, it, maybe this isn't even just unique just to the queer community, but different generations have so much to learn from each other, and yet we kind of diverge. And oh well, we don't want to talk to to them because whatever judgment, right? Well, yeah, but, you know, like one of my most successful, uh, really from YouTube days right down to Instagram and TikTok have been when we try to, you know, when when we're stumped with um, we're trying the, you know, try the new gay slang and acronyms. And, of course, we come up with some very bizarre ideas of what you young people out there are thinking. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just evident that 
I don't know. You, you tell me your all's opinion, but I think it's evidence that all humans genuinely want a connection with each other and um, these like kind of judgments that we have in our head about, oh, well, you know, ageism and such that like, oh, we can't communicate with that person because they're in a different generation. You know, that's just our insecurity showing. And the truth is like, we do really want to communicate. It truly is. Well, you know, uh, I, I was always attracted to, to older people when I was growing up. Well, you know, older to a 20-year-old is somebody who's in their 30s, <laughs> which is, you know, the hallmark of, you know, maturity in queer men, uh, you know, your 30s. Um, and so uh, lessons to learn by, I guess. Mm-hmm. Bill, were you going to add something? It looked like you were going to say something a moment ago. I'm an ADHD guy. So we all we can all just forget things all the time. I, what what I wanted to say was that I think uh, by appearing particularly on TikTok and uh, how quickly we uh, gained steam, if you will, and attracted followers, I, I think it was kind of a discovery process on the part of many of the younger generation uh, uh, of older gay males because there's not that many of us our age that survived the HIV uh, epidemic. And the fact that we did and are so healthful and uh, enjoying ourselves is kind of a shock to, I think, a lot of people and a discovery process and I, I think that's a lot of what's fueling our popularity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think what Bob is saying is, and, and I do, we do see it in, in the comments that we get, uh, there, the, there is a real hunger, thirst, and I don't mean it the way young people mean thirst. Right. That there is a, uh, a thirst for uh, knowledge about, about old people in general. You know, anybody over the age of really 50, you know, um, you know, we kind of belted into the woodwork, as it seems. You know, we're not we're not out there. We don't go out as much. You know, we're seen in pharmacies and, and hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel through many of the comments that there's a real appreciation and thankfulness for uh, what we've done to pave the way for the younger generation. And it makes them want to live longer. Mm. Yes. Because, you know, they find out you don't have to die and be crippled. You can still move and dance, even though you've never done it before. And, uh, but it just, it keeps us younger. Yeah. It really does, being busy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. Go ahead. I, I, I was just going to add that uh, there's many comments that we get on the theme of I'm no longer afraid of getting old after they see several of our videos. Yeah. And, and there's so many of them that are begging us to be their grandpas. Which is a great, great compliment. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. What's the what lights you up about what you do as influencers now? Making people happy. That's mm. that's what lights me up. Knowing that we're we're giving some entertainment that everybody laughs and has a good time about. I like the costumes sometimes. Yeah. The bright colors that are chosen for us. And it gets you out of your, your sour mood. You can't help but smile and, and have fun. And I just like these three men to, to, to my left. They're 
fun. Bitchy sometimes, but fun. What? <laughs> what? What? We're human. That's okay. We're still here. <laughs> bitchy gays? What? Okay. <laughs> We're not bitchy. <laughs> okay. Robert and Mick, how about you guys? What is it that really delights you about being in the work you do as an influencer now? For me, it's just the feedback that we get uh, both from our comments and in public whenever, particularly when we travel as a group, but some of us individually uh the recognitions from so many people in different places and the genuine excitement about meeting us and and wanting to have selfies taken with us. Uh, It's all just a really good thing. Especially the hugs. Oh, my God, the hugs. I love hugs. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so y'all know you need to give you need to give hugs when you okay, meet Okay, I do. There we go. I'm there a touchy feeling. Yes, just say needs all the hugs. That's, <laughs> that's right. People hug me because I'll ask people to hug me. I love that. I'm a hugger too, so we can just we can have like a Good. nice ten minute hug when we meet in yeah, person. Let's, let's hug. Yeah, my arms are open. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, how about you? What was the question? <laughs> What 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 uh, do you enjoy about the experience that we're having? Our journey. Our journey. What do I experience? What do I most enjoy? Finding <laughs> something pithy to say. Oh, that's the way to go. <laughs> That's our man. There you go. Well, you know, Ryan's always throwing something up at us. So, you know, what's he going to do today? That's where there's going to peak by interest. It is fun not knowing what's coming at you sometimes. Yeah, that is actually pretty cool. You just show up. You're like Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Woody Allen. Woody Allen said, you know, the. That the secret to success is uh, 99% just showing up. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay, there you go. Big gold nugget of wisdom right there for the listeners. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, somebody sneezed on off camera. Oh, boy. Well, did you tell them bless you? I did. I said, <laughs> yeah, I was in the West. Yeah. The weather out here is it's, it's very awesome. humid out here right now and hot. Where where are you? In Cathedral City. Next to the Palm Springs. Okay, okay. Got you. Yeah. A bit more humid up there, huh? <laughs> and a bit more hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cooler and less humid down here in San Diego. I bet. Yeah. So if y'all well, you, just you come visit me down weather. here. You haven't invited me. Well, this is your invitation. Open invitation. Okay. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> it doesn't take much for him. <laughs> oh, wait. I can't tell if that is an insult for you, me, or both of us, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> it was not meant to be an insult for anyone. I'm just teasing you, Robert. <laughs> I'm just a people freak. I really am. I love that. Um, okay, so I would love to hear if you each want to share a little bit about your journey um, of either like coming out or just coming into yourself and, and showing up confidently in the world. Because, I mean, y'all dancing around in Power Ranger outfits and, and pom-pom wigs and such it is pretty you out there. Look at it, you? it is out there. I love it. it. I'm obsessed. I... I don't have a Power Ranger outfit, but I do like to dance online <laughs> without yeah. much clothes on as well. So we yes. have a lot in common. <laughs> much. Clothes are so overrated. It's like oh they are. 
They really are, especially out here. I, I, oh, please. I have you seen his closet? No, you haven't seen my closet. Well, you should see his closet. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, boy. Closet. Shops. This one. He I'm has sorry. never been in my closet. He has no <laughs> idea. Okay, so we go and do a photo shoot. Okay? Oh, <laughs> and he said, oh, Story time. And somebody said, just bring a couple of items. He brings in a suitcase. Yeah, that would be one of those things with wheels. And he comes in and he says, Oh, I just couldn't decide. And he brings all another suitcase full of shoes. He's really oh my God, I, <laughs> I would believe him if I didn't know me. <laughs> <laughs> These crazy neighbors. <laughs> How'd you even get mixed up with them in the first place? I I, well, I can tell you that story. I'll tell you that story. Okay. About- now, how I got mixed with them. I first saw them, their first two videos, and it was just in awe. I knew they were my neighbors. Somebody sent it to me. And then I was on my way to work as a florist here and was stopping to tell Robert how proud I was of all three of them. And um, he just asked me, what you ask me? I, oh, you told well, me. Yeah. We, need, we need some diversity. That's the thing. It is slow, southern draw. And so I just said, oh, you mean you need some color. Right. So, we need a token like, black friend. <laughs> then I gave my business card to him. And, and the rest is amazingness. It really is. It's, it's, it's hard to um, believe that our lives are like this. Yeah. You know, uh, honestly, I, I think there's even some something important to be said. I want to hear your opinion on this. Um, but about that, especially like right now, a lot of in this day and age, a lot of people are afraid to talk about race and diversity in like a real, true, honest way. People dance around the subject, right? Yes, yes, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just being like, hey, here's the honest truth. We're three white guys. We need some diversity in here because we want to be representative yes. of all people. Yeah. And that's it. Yes. Yeah. And I was I was honored to be in the right place. We all were really to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. All right. So back to stories of, of coming into yourself of, of really um, whether you want to talk about coming out or just, just being able to celebrate your amazing queer selves. Well, I'll, I'll take a stab at this. You know, coming out is a day to day thing. Totally. We come out every day. So if you're talking about the, you know, the initial step that I took is a, uh, um, I went to a, a, a meeting, and this was 1978 in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, I drove up from my college, which was about a two-hour drive, I think, from the south of there, so I had to drive two hours north. And um, it was a, a gay rights meeting. Um, it was something um, involving an initiative. And I remember meeting a uh, psychologist, and um, uh, and so I said that I needed to talk to someone. And uh, I'm glad I did it that way. And, uh, you know, uh, that was my introduction to gay life. Wow. And as Mick says, it's a gradual process. Uh, I really don't consider that I came out as a gay man until I was in my college years. But I had had uh, my uh, first gay sex experience when I was in the seventh grade. And I knew in the grade school years and junior high and high school that I was definitely gay uh, and I had outlets for that uh, through National Geographic magazine photographs and Sears catalog underwear models and stuff like that. Uh, I grew up in a rural, very conservative Arkansas a small town environment, and it, there was no gay life, uh, and it was something that wasn't talked about. 
you know. And so I really had to go my own way. And it wasn't until I moved from Arkansas to go to St. Louis to college that I released those bounds and was able to finally start learning what gay life was all about. And even at that point in time, which was the 60s, early 60s, uh, in St. Louis, gay life was very suppressed. So you really had to dig for it, if you will. Mm. But once I got out, boy, I have never, never been reluctant to express myself, who I am, to anybody. And it's been that way through the rest of my life. I love it. And how cool is it that you're on the other side of that now getting to like meet those young queer people like you, but through, through TikTok now. Yeah. Yes. Like, you're giving them hope. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're asking our advice on some really deep vision. How do I come out to my parents and stuff like that. Yeah. And we had, we just finished a video a little while back that was really neat. It was this mother reaching out because her son liked dresses. And um, so we all got our little black dresses out and, and we did a split screen with them. But that was nice because I was looking at the kid and all boys, little boys who like dresses are not gay. Mm-hmm. They just like dress, I mean, skirts and things. They, they like the prettiness of it, and that's okay. So, so don't make a big issue of it with your child. Let them be themselves. And uh, I have a granddaughter that her son likes dresses too, and her parents are having problems. Uh, but I told her, I said, just breathe. They're just learning how to deal with this. So go easy with them too. Mm, yeah, very true. I, I hear like compassion, like everyone just having compassion for each other. Yeah, yes. And Bill's got good stories. I'm, oh, I want to hear. <laughs> well, first of all, I never came out. And I knew. Oh, shit, from... you're straight? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I missed a lot. He's ambidextrous. <laughs> but the reason I say that is because I knew I was gay from when I was really young. My parents would send me off to the theater, and I just couldn't get over Hopalong Cassidy or Flash Gordon. I mean, I just had crushes on those men. And where other kids I knew were fooling around with other guys, I never did because I didn't want it to come out at all. And so um, I started going to the library and checking out books on homosexuality so that I would understand the terms like back then it was like chicken and trade and were and butch and queen. I mean, I had no one to go to. And so I read those at the public library. And as soon as I got my driver's license, I got in my car early on Sunday morning and I drove to Laguna Beach and I plunked myself right down there. And that's where it all started and happened. Ain't that in real nice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a 16-year-old in the middle of Laguna Beach. And uh, that's but, chicken. They named Grinder after the sound your clutch was making when you sped out down the highway. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, uh, and then I met a man who was... 25 years, my senior moved into his home on Laguna Beach. But my dad was always trying to prove I was gay. And of course, in the 60s, you didn't go out and say, hey, dad, I'm gay. Be proud of me kind of a thing. And finally, I got tired of his badgering. 
and I picked up and I moved to Northern California and I felt as free as I can be. And I just have had a wonderful gay lifetime. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. San Francisco does that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Just sets you on fire. (laughs) (laughs) So, So it was literally never discussed. Everyone in my family knew I was gay. But I never came out and told them I was gay. Mm. I, as far as coming out is concerned, I came out to my parents when I was in my early 20s. Uh, by that time, I had moved in with my partner, and we were living in Los Angeles together. Um, when I, I moved to California in 1978 to go to uh, graduate school, at uh, UC Irvine, and I too moved to Laguna Beach. And I guess you could say as far as that's concerned, that's when I really, you know, came out. Uh, uh, I remember flying. In those days, you could fly $69 both ways. It would be 69 Yeah, $69, yes. Uh, Both ways. In other words, round trip from John Wayne Airport to SF uh, International. And so I remember doing that a lot in the summer of 78. Well, I was in church praising Jesus being gay. (laughs) (laughs) And I still have, you know, it's it's, it's interesting because there's so many people that get kicked out of churches. I don't know how I've been so lucky, truly. Uh, to remain in and never be kicked out from anybody. But I've always just been me. Mm. And if you accept it, fine. If you don't, fine. Because I am extremely happy and thankful to be who I am. And these three human beings have educated me on so much stuff. I (laughs) sit back shocked a lot and just loving it. I was telling them today, I I just want to have really wild sex. I just want to do that. I'm at that stage of like, fuck the world, you know, just live, live, live. Right, fellas? That's yeah. what Annie Maine would have said. Oh, yes, she did. <laughs> well, well, just say, if you feel that way, you know, I did find some really good rope. I'm scared, y'all. But I would like that. I would trust you on that. But just don't blindfold me. That's the only thing I can Oh, do. well, that comes with it. Oh, no. I can't say that. <laughs> You're going to do rope. You got to do blindfold. I did. No, I What's don't. What's the I like point? To just sit there and enjoy the yumminess of it. Oh. <laughs> well, I thought you said you were going to try everything. I want to. I do. But not the blindfold. But not the blindfold. You don't want to freak me out. <laughs> and no, we don't have sex. <laughs> The, you put the blindfold on, and he a miracle will be performed. He will get out of those ropes in a moment, right? I'll show you how Jesus rose on the third day. <laughs> no, you know, the thing about Jack. <laughs> Nick puts up with us so well. He's so cute and calm over here. It's like, you guys. <laughs> I suppose because I've done it all. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's what I call you know, that's part of what getting on that, that that's not really what coming out is. Coming out is 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 really, you know, at least to me, coming out is to your family, coming out is to develop your queer family, coming out is to be open about who you are at work in your life, in how you love. And for a lot of people, even a lot of American queer folk, yeah. uh, that's not possible. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's really why we come to this message of hope, you know. Um, you know, not everybody is going to want to enjoy a, a California lifestyle, uh, you know, uh, there's a large community. There's a large community of queers in Salt Lake City. So, uh, and a lot of most, a lot of queer people, mostly most queer people, um, just want to get married, 
um, or have a partner and and settle down and have a life together. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely everything for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to bring y'all down. down. (laughs) No. What I would love to hear, like on that note, what advice do you have to other the to all the queer listeners on um, just being authentic to themselves? That's where, and that's where it starts is with self. And um, don't let anybody push you into anything that you're not ready for, even coming out or being blindfolded. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you gonna blindfold me if I come to San Diego? Um, <laughs> no, because um, you told me you don't want it. Right? Like that's the point oh, of what listen. you're saying. You yes, but just, just, um, just be enjoy life. Um, you know, if you can come out, what your parents are going to be like, and so don't put yourself in that predicament until you leave the house. I say, if people ask you, you can answer, but don't volunteer to so many people. Because they're really ready to, I think most of the time when they ask you about it, they're ready to hear about it. That's a great point. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because that's that's what I did with my mom. I wrote her a letter and my sister and brother-in-law read it to her. And uh, she was just simply amazing. She really was. And had no idea that this sissy was gay. Had mercy. (laughs) Bless her heart. And my advice would be, and... A lot of people don't do that. Be honest with yourself. Don't try to be someone that you're that you're not. And don't be afraid to say no to things. You know, do everything at your own speed and just try to be as realistic as you can with what you're faced with. Fantastic. My advice, uh, and this is based on observation uh, in the business world and the day-to-day world is uh, develop a pleasing personality. Uh, Don't be a better person. Don't express your anger to everyone. Speak to people and gentle tones and you'll get a lot further in life if that's the way you relate to other people than the being opposite of that. Love it. Uh, What I would say is saying yes to any opportunity that comes your way. Um, the unexamined life is not worth living. And uh, that's the creed that I followed. You know, uh, the realization that I was gay just led me to start moving into that direction. You know, I I honestly do believe, you know, there's, there's a difference between, you know, jumping in a pool with your eyes open and jumping into a pool of water with your eyes closed. And, uh, you know, that's why I would say everything. I said yes to the uh, rope. I said <laughs> yes to the blindfold. <laughs> I said yes to the hood <laughs> where you can't hear a thing. And I said yes to being suspended. So, uh, you know, what else is there to do? <laughs> <laughs> We've covered it all now. <laughs> okay, bring your voice back down. Bring it down. Bring us bring your voice back down. Oh my God. <laughs> Just to quote Ben Midler. See, see what he does. To quote Ben Midler. I didn't say that. Oh God, I didn't say that. Well, fuck them if they can't take a joke. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yes. Oh my goodness. All right. I have two more questions for you all. Um, oh no. Okay. Two, it's not hard. Don't freak out. <laughs> yet. No, it isn't. <laughs> not yet. But, right. Freak out at the end. All right. So 
the the next question I would love to hear your all's take on. We talk a lot on this podcast about having your own back. And I would love to hear if y'all have any advice for what helps you have your own back. I, 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 I know. So like having your own back, it seems to me those are those are the uh, your strengths. Yeah, having your back is 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 your strengths, and so what what I would say my strength is well, honest to be honest, you know, is to in the face of adversity have a a real good sense of humor, laugh at you know, uh, yeah. you have to laugh in the end at your fate, mm. whether it is good or bad, because you know it's to quote another San Francisco artist, life really is just a big cosmic giggle. You know, we're just little, little atoms here flying around in a very obscure corner of the Milky Way. You know, like this is not like the center of the universe. Okay. Mm. For that. that really yeah. puts things into perspective. It certainly does. You lose them. <laughs> <laughs> you lose them. <laughs> just. But for me, I, I think uh, it's. Uh, essential whenever you're talking to other people about really most anything is know what the facts are and if you know what the facts are you can speak with confidence about whatever the subject matter is and uh, I think that gives you a certain boldness um, to come across to other people uh, that, you know, you know what you're talking about, and so they'll listen to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, as I said previously, and Mick pointed out, you know, be, be pleasant about the, the experience of conversation because it's so important. Uh, it's a fundamental uh, building block to solving problems. Uh, and, it, and, and it's okay at sometimes, you know, as a friend put it well, one of our housemates says, you know, he's always in danger of losing his shit at work. And I'm thinking sometimes you should. Sometimes that's what it takes you now to, to, to set another person straight. Excuse the expression. Uh, you know, that that's okay. Mm. Yeah. It helps make the point. Excellent. Stay stay calm. <laughs> um, and that's that's what I strive to do is always be calm because once it's out of your mouth, it can't go back in. And um, I will sit quietly sometimes and just observe things. Uh, but that's, that's my way of getting through things sometimes. It's like, hmm, hmm. But you always come out on the other side good. And I always try to be optimistic. I mean, that's what keeps me going. I, I, I can't stand to hear people just always complain and complain with no remedy for it at all. And I try to think of things in the best possible way that I can. You know, also something comes comes to mind, especially at this time of year um, for us. You know, um, I think we may be forced through circumstances um, to go back to the idea of coming out being yourself and being pride is a political act, you know, protected by the first, and I believe it's called the First Amendment, the right of free speech. I think we have to exercise that right again and be forceful because there's a, uh, a whirlwind of uh, darkness that may be coming our way. And it's time for all of us to, to reach out to each other, hold each other tight, but also 
be ready for a fight. I'm sorry to say that. That's going to be, yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that's how we stay true to ourselves. Because mm-hmm. we have to fight together. Yeah. We've been there before. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we see it happening again. We don't want to go back. And don't want to go back first year. Yeah. You know, you thank you for pointing that out because you all are a great encouragement that we can get through it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we can do it, you know, um, we can do it with a lot of charm. But sometimes I think we have to understand that uh, you know, understand what we're dealing with. Yeah. Fortunately, this time we have a very substantial uh, I would say majority of people who are on our side. Yeah. And it's a matter of, commu- again, communication uh, and to marshal those massive forces to do whatever needs to be done. And that's really kind of what coming out is about. That's what pride is about. It's saying we're here. Look at us see us in our wonder, you know, because we queer folk provide a humankind a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so much of American life in particular that would not be possible without us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, you know, you know the, the, the line from Angels in America when uh, one of the characters is a Borman who says, uh, so you're a haircutter. And he says, yeah, and it would be your day to meet me or something to that effect. It would be your lucky day to meet me. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay, last final question. Still, don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you okay. for all of that. I feel like that w- that was just you just filled our ears with so many gold nuggets of truth there. So thank you. Um, okay. So the last question, I would love to hear what you all are most proud about, proud of yourself for. Oh, what we're most proud of ourselves for? Yeah, living life to the fullest and being in this position. Fantastic. So you have no idea. You really don't. And through the diversity and the ups and downs that I've had, that I've ended up where I am. That's what I'm most proud of. I'm proud of the fact that uh, I know throughout my entire life that I have been a good person. And I put all of my energy into whatever work it is uh, that I'm doing at the time. And I always look back with a sense of accomplishment that I've left my mark on this world. Mm. I don't know if you could say I'm like when I'm most proud about when I feel lucky is the fact that, you know, I wake up in the morning thankful that I'm a gay person, mm. that I'm a gay man. Everybody can handle it. Yeah, well, it's not so much that. I mean, think of all of the people in their, their, in their draft lives, you know, who go about, you know, not really knowing, sleepwalking through life. And that whatever struggles that I may have had, uh, it has made me a better person. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. I love you all. I wish I was there in person to give you a big hug yes. and some sloppy white kisses. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that far away. Oh, honey, you're not. Not, you're not my I'm English bulldog, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you tell me to, Daddy. Um, <laughs> got your leash ready? <laughs> no, but I got a harness. <laughs> there you go. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got the sling. There we oh go. God. <laughs> a party. Oh, 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 a puppy. A puppy based puppy training time. There. 
<laughs> I've never tried it, but you know, I'm open-minded. Oh my God. I love you all so much. Seriously. It's been a joy just kicking with you, chatting with you today. Thank you for bringing your wisdom. Thank you for bringing your just fine, authentic, amazing personalities. It really is a joy to chat with you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We get to see you someday. Yeah, I would love to. I'll send you all a message. We'll we'll okay. see if we can meet up in person. Okay. That's that's awesome. That great. But you have to have the green on. Oh, honey, I will have all the eyeshadow, all the all the things for you. Okay. <laughs> Just perfection, perfection. You enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. All right. Let's say goodbye to everyone listening now. Thank you all so much for joining this conversation. It's been amazing and have a fabulous week. Bye. Bye. Oh my God. I just treasured this conversation so much. The old gays are amazing. I don't know if you follow them yet. If you don't, you've got to go follow them. All their links are down in the show notes as always. I think one of the most fun things for me was listening to their advice and the way that they would say things in, um, in ways that are are just different, like there's generational differences, you know, and I think it's so cool. That's one of the neatest things that we can do by learning from other generations, whether they're older generations or younger generations, hearing ideas and thoughts in new ways is not dangerous. It is actually a beautiful invitation to explore your own thought processes more and to spark new ideas. So what a cool opportunity. All right. Have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. I know if you check out the old gaze on social media, your day is instantly going to be better. (laughs) They've got some amazing dances. You are going to love it. All right. Until next time, unicorn, have a fabulous day. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.